I'm Brad. And I'm Allie, and this is the Lambo Leap. This week we're going to go over a few topics, and then we are going to recap week one, and then preview week two for the Packers. And we are going to jump in right away with uh, Brad talking about unsportsmanlike conduct in week one. Yeah, it was kind of a, a fighty week in week one, at least in a few games, or alleged fight or alleged incident, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, we'll start off, obviously, Pac-Man Jones incident was no uh, alleged, as those who watched the game saw he uh, got into a fight with a rookie wide receiver, managed to take his helmet off, tackle him to the ground, and then slam his head, in the player's own head, into his helmet, which... I guess as fighting is a pretty impressive feat, but obviously not something for the football field. Uh, what the, team? What teams were was he playing against? Raiders. Oh, okay. And then he plays for the Bengals. Right. So uh, today, or excuse me, Wednesday, he got a thirty-five thousand dollar fine. Which those of you who know Pac-Man Jones know he's no stranger to whatever team he goes to. He seems to find trouble, so that's not a big surprise for him. Uh, also, not a big surprise in Dominican Sue. Again, involved in um, a little more of a gray area incident, allegedly kicking Alfred Morris's helmet off while he was on the ground. Uh, the NFL, though, at the reviewing the film, didn't think it was purposeful, so nothing's going to happen. Um, you can watch the video for yourself online, obviously, and see. Uh, anything Indomitian Sue does, I think, has a purpose behind it. He's not the kind of guy who accidentally kicks someone or accidentally knocks a helmet off. Yeah, I, I think he's a dirty player. I think he's disrespe- disrespectful. And just, it's just disgusting when people act like that. Yeah, he, uh, he's a multi-million dollar baby is what it seems like sometimes. He can't control his temper. And it seems like the NFL is more and more willing to look the other way, you know, his suspensions get reduced, he doesn't get suspension, he gets, you know, not even a fine this time, but again, I guess it's up to you, go online, watch the video, see what you think. Um, And finally this week, real quick, just to cover the Vikings Niners, uh, Fracas, it sounds like there was a fight outside of Levi's Stadium uh, involving multiple 49ers fans, and it sounds like only one Viking fan, though, so it sounds like it was a rather... uh, Several on one. He wasn't with incident. a group of Vikings fans that you know, he went with. That he may have been at the game with a friends, but it sounds like he was the only one that actually ended up getting involved in the overall fracas. Okay. Um, a lot of complaints about that. Obviously, social media complaining that no police were around, no one was running in to help. Some poor security guard just kind of threw himself in there to try and break it up. Uh, police were unresponsive, and it's not like. Niners fans are known as not being rowdy. I mean, last year there was a massive brawl in the bathroom at the old stadium uh, during the Niners-Raiders game. They actually have canceled that game. It used to be a yearly preseason game, but the fighting has gotten so bad that they're just not going to have that game anymore. Yeah, when teams are aggressive like that, it's it's very hard to like them or to, you know, enjoy. Some teams you really enjoy watching. You know, they're not bad people, you know, they have a good reputation, and fans can ruin that for a whole team. And Niners fans, I would think you're spending that much money to go to a game that you won. Is it really, you know, do you really need to get all that riled up after the game? Just enjoy your win. Alcohol and egos and 
that's, you know, what it is. Apparently, the Vikings fan asked if they wanted to fight, but just walk away. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. Let's, uh, the NFL's already struggling to find a way to make the stadium experience better than the home watching experience. Um, when I'm at home, I don't have to worry about people getting in a fist fight. Right. In the game. Right. Or a ton of drunk people smack talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, that about covers our unsportsmanlike conduct for this week. Hopefully, uh, we'll tone it down a little next week. Yeah. Alright, so I'm going to go over injuries uh, for the Packers. Um, as most of you know, Sam Barrington uh, had an ankle injury during the Bears game, and unfortunately he's been put on injured reserve. Randall Cobb uh, with his shoulder injury and Jerome Elliott with his quad injury um, have been limited in practice, uh, so they're between questionable and probable. Morgan Burnett returned to practice. Um, he has a, he had a calf injury, um, but he's also questionable. And then Latroy Guyon and Dayton Jones are both back after suspension, so they will be back playing this week. And that is all the injuries. Slash doing dumb things and getting suspended. <laughs> right. It'll be good to have them back, but behave yourselves, boys. Yeah. We can't afford losing any people this year right, <laughs> anymore. Right. Exactly. I mean, the injuries are more than enough. Let's, you know, and it's not common for Packers players to get into a lot of trouble, but... This offseason it has been. It, exactly. It's, it's not been good, and... You know, they run a tight ship, so hopefully learn their lesson and they're done. <laughs> so those are the injuries and the uh, players coming back. We're going to jump right into the recap of one week one at Chicago. So, uh, well, obviously we'll start off with it was a win, so Woo-hoo! happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, exactly the a win is a win but we were hoping to uh be a, a little bit stronger yeah uh, definitely we both definitely predicted a much larger margin right of victory than uh than came through so uh really the biggest thing as Ali said a win is a win but let's talk about the sloppiness of the win most specifically uh penalties and dumb penalties committed by our favorite guys <laughs> Yeah. Um, We had ten penalties in this game. Uh, Perry and Bakhtiari each had two. Uh, Watching it, it's frustrating. Penalties are frustrating as it is. But when a player gets multiple penalties, I get extra frustrated because you need to learn. And each week you're going over that in practice. And when you play a game, I get it. There's so much passion out on the field, and you want to do your best. But you, that is part of it as a player. Not only do you need to be successful in your plays, you need to be successful in not having the penalties and in doing a good job and not setting your team back. So it's absolutely frustrating to see penalties, but also to see multiple penalties from one player. It, it just really frustrates me. Bakhtiari stands out to me just because of the end of last season. With his penalties, um, I think you, you got to get it together, man. <laughs> you're a good player. You, you know, you're an asset to the team, but I'm sure the coaches are frustrated. I, I have all the faith in you that you're working on it. And I do speak like you're listening because 
Well, know. why wouldn't he be? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have to do during the week? <laughs> so I just, you know, there's going to be penalties. You can't avoid them. Uh, you know, you're not going to have perfect games, but let's. What I'd like to see is them working on that, where they're correcting themselves more. Right. Anytime you have any player with multiple penalties, it's really going to stand out, regardless of whether they're big penalties or minor penalties. It's Absolutely. going to stand out because, like for us, Sam Shields' name really pops out in our head. He only had one penalty, but it was enough to remember. And he also just kind of had a rough game overall, so it really makes that penalty stand out yeah, even he's, more. Exactly. You get frustrated with a penalty, but then you see him struggling in the game, and it's just like, you just kind of want to shake him a little bit and be like, come on, man. And then you just want to see the coaches do that, and it's like, oh, I wonder what the coaches are saying <laughs> to him. And, you you know, as a fan, I'm sure you all can relate, and you just get frustrated. So I, I want to see some improvement in, in him as well. Uh, more coverage be quicker don't miss the plays but he also has a lot of potential yeah and it's week one so unless i forget shields has been a strong player in the past so yeah it's week one we'll uh we'll always improve yes um speaking of improvement defense against the run let's talk about that <laughs> um matt forte is an exceptional running back so um it's no surprise that he gave us a run for our money. Um, most defenses have a hard time stopping him. But he got uh, four, 141 yards and one touchdown, which is really high, guys. Yeah. We gotta, we have to find a way to stop the run game. Yep. We have Marshawn Lynch coming to town next week on Sunday, and you guys know what he's like. <laughs> we have to stop him. We have to work on our run games, on stopping it. Yep, the big boys up front need to start closing some holes and really get a push, and the linebackers need to make their tackles. It's, uh, I'm not going to say I'm worried about what Lynch can do, but it's an intimidating prospect that you have such a powerful running back coming to town and you just gave up that many yards the week before. I agree, I agree, but I'm, I'm really hopeful that that's something they're continuing to work on and, and they'll improve and like you said it was week one hopefully there's a lot of room for girls throughout the season with that but we need it this week <laughs> yeah you know forte a majority of it came in the first half so you know there's one of two ways of looking at it either the defense improved in the second half or forte just got really tired of being able to run so much <laughs> and he couldn't run anymore or a combination <laughs> of both yeah. so yeah so i like uh, to think that the defense came back after the half. I <laughs> made I just, some adjustments. Right. I, I imagine the the things McCarthy said really gets them going. And I hope so. <laughs> so do I. Every time, you know, we're seeing some mistakes, some frustrations going into the half, you just kind of want to, like, be in the locker room and be like, what are you saying, yeah. McCarthy? Get them going. Get them going. But obviously they came back and uh, improved. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, kind of looking around our division – it's nothing but good running backs. You know, you got Forte in Chicago. You know, we'll see what Peterson's future holds in Minnesota. Uh, Amir Abdullah is really starting to become a star. I'm really just saying that happened one game, but he's emerging for the Lions. So there's a, there's a lot of running backs that can gash you for a lot of yards. So we need to see some, some improvement up front. Absolutely. But let's talk about good the, things. the good things because... <laughs> 
we have way more good things than bad things as Packers. Um, I think Rodgers was as promising as ever. It's good to see a new season start and for him to have that focus, that intellect, and the physicality that he brings. And I just think he looks even stronger, and yeah. it's super promising. It, it really just seems like he eats, sleeps, dreams, defenses, and football. And He's just so. a natural. It's, it's like he was born to do it. We don't have to preach to you guys. You know how great he is. But that definitely didn't go unnoticed yeah. in week one. So that, that was really good and, and helped keep us focused on the positive. Matthews had an interception, which is always fun when we get interceptions. Um, so that was good and exciting. And then, of course, James Jones back first week and two touchdowns. Yep. Amazing. Looked great. Uh, I like picked him up. <laughs> I picked him up in fantasy football. Brad did not. Whoops. <laughs> so I mean, fantasy football is is nothing compared to the actual right. team, but it's still nice. <laughs> right, right. So uh, very exciting seeing James Jones back and just jumping right in. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what he can do this yeah, season. I uh, you know I sat on this podcast and talked about how he probably wouldn't be all that needed. So. Look how dumb I am. <laughs> You're not dumb. Sometimes we just get our predictions wrong. But way to go, Jones. I, If you could see me, I'm grinning ear to ear. He's just one of those guys that... You're, he's like driver. You just want him to retire on the team. He fits in so well. Yeah. It just all around seems like a great guy. So very happy about that. Very excited to see what he will bring to the team this season. Yeah, and uh, just, you know, not a few bright thoughts. Lacey, a nice catch. 80-some yards on the ground, so, yeah. you know, continuing to be on a roll, obviously you want to see 100, but hey, 84 is enough to, or 86, whatever he had, to, is enough to open up the run, open up the pass game for Rodgers, so that's all we need. Yeah, yep, I, I see him doing a little bit, a couple different moves where Aaron uh, Rodgers tossed him the ball, and it's just kind of fun seeing him grow, seeing Lacey grow, and um, I also expect a good season from him, but I think everyone does, yeah. and, and defenses you know, expect a lot from him, so Yeah, he really turned out to be a, uh, a, a good, you know, later well, later pick, I shouldn't say it wasn't too late, but, you know usually you expect a guy like that to go in an earlier round, but running backs, you know the league is changing, but Lacey's still plugging on. Absolutely Alright, so we're going to touch on uh, the Minnesota Niners game just um, because obviously we played Minnesota twice, um, but we also play the Niners. So we just kind of wanted to talk about that game for a couple of minutes and the train wreck that it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, it's always nice to get to see two teams you're going to play later play each other and you hope you get something from that. But as Allie said, especially the first half was just ugly. Yeah, um, usually games like that people turn off. Um, especially when you're not a fan of either team. And Brad and I watched the whole game. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so much fun. This is awesome. Because I don't particularly like either team. And so it's like, can can it just end in 0-0? Zero, <laughs> zero? And Brad was like, this is so boring. And I was like, for me, it's so much fun. I was like, they're, they're both not doing so well. And 
Um, it would, you know, I like it. I, I don't feel super confident when I see Kaepernick still getting those runs. Yeah. I feel like defenses should have him more figured out by now and figure out how to stop that. Um, the Packers have had a hard time with that in the past. Yes, they have. So <laughs> I did. I am worried about that. What do you think? You know, I, I'm worried about Kaepernick. He, uh, see, you know, he looked good more so in the second half. Um, Carlos Hyde obviously is emerging for the Niners at running back, which, you know, we just talked about our lack of a run defense, so that's also a little unnerving. Um, on the other side of the ball, I was a little confused that it seemed like they waited so long to get Adrian Peterson involved, so I don't know if they're easing him back in, so there's not much to, to glean yet off what he's going to look like this year. I agree with that, with Adrian Peterson. We don't We'll have to keep an eye on him for the next couple of weeks and kind of see where he goes from there. Yeah, and for me, the biggest surprise to me was Bridgewater. Uh, he seemed like he was coming on so strong and developing really great at the end of last year, and I legitimately look at him as a threat in the division to be a superstar quarterback who is dynamic and can move and can throw, but he just... I don't know. He looked off. Passes were all over the place. Overthrown. Yeah. Just messy. I know he's used to wearing those gloves that he wears to throw the ball, but honestly, sometimes it looks like he has Mickey Mouse hands. And just like, I can't. I don't know if it's the gloves, just week one nerves. Uh, he definitely did not look like the quarterback he looked like, you know, finishing out the season last year. Um, I'm definitely not going to write him off because I still think that, He's got a lot of things he can do that the Packers can struggle with. Yeah, it's just something you don't expect to see in week one. Two teams looking so sloppy and unprepared almost. Yeah. So, yeah, I also agree with you about Bridgewater and the Vikings altogether. I I thought, still particularly think, that they they could definitely be a threat in the division. Yeah. Uh, the front runners after us, but... I'm I'm not so worried about it after seeing Bridgewater. Yeah. It could have been an off game. It's it's so early. It's one game in, so yeah. we'll be keeping an eye on the Vikings definitely. Yeah. And he did. He put you know one nice deep ball to Mike Wallace that should have been pass interference in the end zone that didn't get called. So there there's big play potential there that I hope the Packers and especially Sam Shields <laughs> are focused on. Because I don't want to see Mike Wallace running past our defenders wide open in the end zone. Uh, absolutely. So, Well, uh, that's all we'll say about that game. We'll continue to keep an eye on both teams and hopefully learn plenty from those the games that they play and hopefully kick both of their butts. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Sunday game. Seahawks are coming to Green Bay and we're having our home opener. It's a... Uh, very highly anticipated, uh, a lot of nerves going into this, and there's a lot of talk about last year from the media and the fans, but uh, from what I've read and heard, the team doesn't want to talk about it, isn't thinking about it. Matthew said, honestly, it is very rare that it comes up in the locker room or in practice. Roger said um, when commenting about the game last year that y'all remember that that was last year this is 2015 
this is a new season, this is a new team, a stronger team, according to Rodgers. And most of the players have the same comments. Like, we're not going to talk about last season, we're focused on this season. Which, I have that mindset as well. It's, it's you know, a calloused over wound, that, <laughs> yeah. that loss and that game altogether. Um, but... I'm really looking forward to it. it there's going to be a lot of nerves, but I'm confident that we can we can definitely do this. We need to stay focused, and I think we can get a good win out of this. Yeah, um, yeah as you said, the, the media is really playing up uh, revenge, revenge, revenge. Um, I think that's ridiculous. You know, as Matthew said, it's a different team, different players, stronger players, they hope. Um, for me, the biggest thing is you can't possibly compare – the chance to go to the Super Bowl to a game in week two. Like, this, the Packers win, it's not revenge. You don't get to go back in time and suddenly go to the Super Bowl. You just give them a loss. I mean, granted, it would start them 0-2. Um, the only way, to me, it's revenge is, like, the Packers build a time machine and go back in time and win that game. Right, but, and, and to, to play it up that way by the media, let's, let's not... Let's not encourage that. We Like the players say, we don't want to be focused on last year. Let's just focus on getting a win and continue to get wins, and we'll deal with the playoffs when they right. come. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not It's not a comparison. It's not the same game. It's the revenge angle is dumb. Yeah, we want to beat them. The fans are passionate. Like, okay, let's give them the win we wanted last year. That's fine. It's That's a fine way to look at it, but... You also have to keep in mind this is a new season and this is a whole new game. We're at home. We'll see what happens, and I'm confident we'll get a win, and it'll be because of this year's team, not because we're looking for revenge. Yeah. So you're confident we'll get the win. Uh, what is the score? I. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I I do. I think it's going to be a, a high scoring game for both teams. Unfortunately. Um, but it's so early. I I usually can make a prediction, but it's so hard for me to predict this game because I don't know what Russell Wilson's going to bring. He's usually pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, like we talked about Marshawn Lynch and covering the, covering the run. So I think if we can just get our defense to really, really be strong and, uh, you know, we protect Rodgers, we could – win by two touchdowns, I think. That would be an extremely impressive win. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i a little more conservative in my guess. I went uh, 24-21. Okay. So. Which is <laughs> a likely scenario. <laughs> so Crosby will get a chance to win us a game. And he, he has uh, every chance to do that. As I said a couple weeks ago, I love Mason Crosby. I love what he brings. I love his consistency, so... I'm not worried about him at all. Knock on wood. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's an early game in the season, but I think it'll tell us a lot about what this team is made of. So I look forward to it with nervous anticipation. Right. You know, going into games, we're always, as fans, a little bit nervous. I guess that's speaking for Brad and I and the fans that we know locally. Um, I can't speak for every fan or the majority of the fans. But, you know, when you're playing a team that is so good – or was so good. You can't, you know, coming in, the Seahawks, coming in, you know, off of two 
really great seasons. Right, two Super Bowl appearances. Right, we, um, it makes us a little bit more nervous, but, I mean, the Bears gave us more of a run for money than yeah. we expected, so you don't know, you know, the Seahawks could give us, we could be so much stronger, and we can win, and it would be a major win. We could also not look as good, and they could look a lot stronger. There's no telling. You know, we anticipated a big difference in score for the Bears game, so it just goes to show we have no idea what's going to happen in any game. Right, it's all We like to think we know what we're talking about, and then the game gets played and shows us that we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, we can absolutely get a win, and I expect it. Well, I think that wraps us up, Ellie, huh? It does. Just remember, uh, you can always uh, ask questions on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, you can rate us on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Give us any feedback you'd like, anything you want to hear about. We would be happy to cover um, any guest appearances we'd be happy to have. Uh, and then my Twitter handle is at AllieRose326. And I am at the Walking Brad. And that sums up this week. Go Pack Go, and we'll talk to you next week. Go Pack Go. And there is your dagger.